Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 222 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're talking all about how Jim Ryan is being adequate at, with things. We're going to be talking about Ubisoft Forward and Marvel Game Showcase predictions, Spider-Man 2 leaks being spectacular and amazing, and so much more. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm okay. Yeah? I'm tired of everyone yelling at each other on Twitter about stupid ass things. <laughs> Honestly, I'm with you there. I, it's I, so it's... tiring. I don't want to get into it because this whole show is going right. to probably be filled with us being just angry at everybody. <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to oh, get a little I'm, messy on the show. Oh, you know? No, for sure. I'm excited to do so, but I'm just yeah. like. I'm exhausted. There's so many, so many other important things to put the energy into. Yeah. Like, also, friends, I'm on the old Elgato mic, so if I sound different, that's why. Yeah, but honestly, Kyle, like I feel the same. It's like we can't even enjoy things anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm sitting back. I I enjoyed the Lord of the Rings. Apparently, everybody's fighting each other over that. I, I like. I feel like the only thing we're agreeing on is like Game of Thrones being fantastic. Mm. But like everything on Twitter and like social media just leans towards negative. And I think I've been using like the mute button so much more than I have ever. Yeah. And I see so many folks kind of just like struggling with, you know, how to deal with just the the outward negative and like in the council space fanboyism that we have here. And I feel like I found the perfect way to combat this toxicity. Uh-huh. Is it memes and joke tweets? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I live for the Leo memes. I love the Chris Pine one. Oh, the Chris Pine one where he's just staring into the abyss because we've all been there. What an amazing human Chris Pine is. Can we can we talk about what is even the movie that oh don't worry, darling. Can we just yeah. talk about how about that's the main topic? <laughs> sure. I don't I don't know even I, I saw someone they try to explain it in NFL terms. You're yeah. like, hey, listen, the coach is is not so secretly sleeping with one of their players, mm-hmm. and and the star quarterback is upset about it, and they're fighting, and uh, Chris Pine is the old veteran tight end that's trying to just get through the season. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was like, yes, that's a great tweet. <laughs> that is that is the best way of thinking about it, and I just love like every press junket. He's he. He is like the Ben Affleck, you know, Hello Darkness, my old friend. Did you did you see him at the when the screening of that movie started? He just put on the shades. That man was going to take a nap. That man <laughs> was going to. He knew what movie he was in. Oh so, yeah, I'm he excited knew. to see it. I think it's going to be a good movie. But I don't. Oh, I, I don't know. I've seen. Cool. Looks, I've seen. I've seen one trailer. But no, I think the thing that's going to really heal, heal this earth is pumpkin spice, because oh, that's boy. everything nice. Oh, boy. And that's my first question for you, Kyle. I know we have so much PlayStation stuff to talk about, uh-huh. but uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on the pumpkin spice and the pumpkin spice latte. Uh, shocker. Yeah. Uh, this white guy does not like pumpkin spice. What? <laughs> Breaking no. news. Yeah, no, I hate pumpkin. It's like to my core. I just oh don't God. like the taste. And this is not something of me saying like, I've never tried it. I think it's disgusting. No, yeah. I've tried it. 
I just don't like it. Okay, so it's not like, oh, it's repulsive. Like, Yeah, no, I just like, I know I'm not going to like it, so I'm going to stay far away. That's fair. <laughs> and you know what? I feel like we need to stop the judgments on people that do like pumpkin spice like myself. Yeah, sure. Ah, I'm not going to fault you for it. You like what you like. Exactly. Uh, although, are you one of those people that makes spump, pumpkin sp- pumpkin <laughs> spice is what I was about to say. <laughs> I feel pumpkin like you spice stick with your, it. your entire personality. You're not that person, are you? It's like a subset of my personality. Oh, God. And you have a special mug that says pumpkin spice? <laughs> oh, on it? no. I'm not going that basic okay. white girl on it. No, 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 okay. no, no. All right. As long as we're good there. But, like, I had my first pumpkin spice latte today. Uh-huh. And I was like, let's make this a special treat. So Did you I see got Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I went to church beforehand. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got a pumpkin spice scum. I said, this is going to be mine. This is going to be my little treat. Wait, you had a pumpkin spice drink and then a pumpkin spice scone? Scone, scone yeah. Oh, boy. Too much. Too much. No, not enough. I love it. <laughs> I love pumpkin. And it's just, I feel like it's in my old age, actually, like that I'm that I'm getting into it. You know, I know I'm not old, old, but you get it. Like, as I'm just I grow imagining older. you now on like a porch somewhere in a rocking chair <laughs> with Starbucks cups all around you because you don't leave the porch. Nope. You just drink the drink and you throw it to the side. Damn. But like, that's how I knew I was going to have a good day today. I was like, okay, I got my pumpkin spice, everything. And now it's going to be my little weekly treat that I look forward to. Nice. Until like mid November when they. There, there's pumpkin spice, right? Yeah. What's the other craze? McRibs? Where people go crazy over? Honestly, we gotta give... Like, people that like the McRib need to go to jail. I agree. Because, <laughs> like, that is not rib. And, like, the only thing that they put... Like, they're like, here's some onions and some pickles? Like, McDonald's didn't even try. <laughs> that's... that's. I mean, I don't eat it. But looking at it, and be like, how lazy are they? Let's just throw a few little vegetables on top and yeah. call it a day bam the mcrib okay <laughs> everything needs an onion on here sure no. no again mcrib you go to jail pumpkin spice you go to heaven that's how that's how it works hey a little bit of housekeeping because this episode is going to work a little differently it's a little bit lighter on the news stuff because ubisoft and the marvel showcases are happening both on friday and saturday uh, and we're here to let you know that we'll be covering both of these showcases. So the Marvel showcase, we're going to do a late stream. So, you know, because we have jobs and such, we can't stream at 4 p.m. EST time. So instead, we're going to be streaming our live reactions over at uh, twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room. And at 7 p.m., join us. We're going to react along as we see all the stuff that gets leaked, or sorry, leaked, shown off at the Marvel Showcase. And at Ubisoft, at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, we'll be streaming over at twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room, and we'll be reacting to all things Ubisoft there. Kyle, here's, okay, here's, like, the quick, real question, gaming-related question before Mm -hmm. we get into all the news. Mm -hmm. Which one are you more excited for? Are you more excited for... Marvel? Marvel. Hands down? Hands down, I could have been swayed towards Ubi, Mm -hmm. but it's the thing where, like, I mean, we'll get into it, I feel like, at some point. Sure. They told us what's going to be there, pretty much. Fair. So you like the mystery. Yeah, I like the mystery a little bit. I don't want to know what it is before going in. but Fair. Yeah, I I feel similarly, but I kind of lean more on Ubisoft because they have... I feel like so much to prove. Sure. And yeah, and especially with all the Assassin's Creed stuff that they're going to show and us. And that's what I mean. How much 
Assassin's Creed are, are they going to show? And is it going to feel like too much? Yeah, that's a good question. That's like, and it and it very much could be, but yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see what they what they have to show for us, especially some of the stuff that yeah. we don't know from Ubisoft. But that's uh, I'm I'm leaning a little bit I more know, Ubisoft. I know we're not going to do predictions. Yeah, over under. No, I can't do an over under with this Uh-oh. one. Are we going to see that Prince of Persia remake? <laughs> <laughs> nice try kyle <laughs> i want it uh, but no. no it's not going to Mm-mm, absolutely not we're i don't i don't even know if i think we'll they went back it. to i think they like switch studios right yeah they switched studios i think the original studio was in india and then they switched to ubisoft uh canada or toronto okay uh, <laughs> so that game's Toronto, far so. far away so it is at this point we could assume far 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 away yeah, yeah absolutely so again Check us out over there, twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room. Follow PS Trophy Room on Twitter to get all the updates on all the things that we do as well. And one more little bit of housekeeping. Of course, before we get into the news, I want to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And like I say each and every week, the reason why we sound so good, we look so great, is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS trophy room and we have some really big announcements for patreon coming in our community stream day that is on september 17th so make sure you follow us there make sure you're joining in noon on september 17th and we'll have some really big patreon news to share with you there and i want to thank our platinum producers over at top sorry Platinum producers Todd Berowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our newest members, Final Fan XZ at the Silver Tier, Enigma and Androzo, Lamb Chop 93 at the Silver Plus Tier, and Devante Johnson at the Silver Plus Tier. I just want to make short note. Devante, dope name. Yeah. That is a top S tier name. Agreed. Joe is like mid-tier. That's a mid-card. Devante, damn, that's so cool. Yeah. All right. And I, like you know, he's just cool because Devante. Who's I've never met a lame Devante, never. Fair, yeah. Gold members too soon. Gavin Gaffrey, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Stephen Flesh, Doth Simon, the Pie Man, Chaotic Monkey, Enigma, and Struble's and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members. Awesome Dave, Hyden and Doys, Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jodas Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, K. Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Annie Daynell, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, The Lord Commander Corgi, Elo2032, Jinx the 35th, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Aztec King, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Stone Cold, E.T. Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, Green Gorilla Gamer, Katie Stubbs, Katie, M9 Prime, and Sean McKenzie. Thank you all so much for, again, keeping the lights on and uh, helping fueling the show each and every week. Even if it's just a dollar, I know times are rough out there. It really does help us out, makes the show better. It's because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. That being said, Kyle, it's time to finally square up the news. Hope everyone wear, is wearing black because it's time to mourn the dead. PlayStation Xbox's Call of Duty offer was inadequate on many levels. Christopher Dring over at GamesIndustry.biz writes in our first bit of news that is being squared up in the moment 
I realized I forgot to say it, so I had to add it in. Microsoft has promised to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years beyond the current agreement between Activision and Sony, says PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan. In a statement provided to GamesIndustry.biz, Ryan says the offer was, quote, inadequate on many levels, end quote. The disagreement between the two companies follows Microsoft's offer to buy Call of Duty publisher Activision Blizzard in a deal worth nearly $69 billion. The deal is currently being scrutinized by uh, competitions regulars or regulators mm-hmm. excuse me with the uk regulator the competition and markets authority concerned over the possibility of microsoft quote-unquote withholding or degrading activision blizzard's content from other consoles or subscription services last week xbox revealed that it had quote provided a signed agreement to sony to guarantee call of duty on playstation with feature and content parity for at least several more years end quote beyond sony's existing contract with activision Xbox said this offer, quote, goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements, end quote. The current deal between Sony and Activision Blizzard around Call of Duty is believed to cover the next three releases, including this year's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. However, Sony says the offer fails to consider the impact on PlayStation gamers. Quote, I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum, Ryan stated. Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers could continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle, unquote. Now, I please ask you to okay. bow your heads for a moment of reflection and respect, because PlayStation is dead. dead. D-E-D, dead. dead. What did you wish for? <laughs> For all the fanboys to stop. <laughs> now, I do want to say that this this response comes in light of, well, Phil Spencer had a very big lengthy Xbox wire kind of trying to address regulators' concerns about what is the largest, uh, you know, uh, purchase or acquisition in gaming ever. And it's also just one of the largest acquisitions we've seen in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. He's quoted by saying, we really love to be able to bring more players in reduce in reducing friction, making people feel safe and secure where they're playing, allowing them to find their friends, play with their friends, regardless of what device. And he goes into saying how it's silly, how you shouldn't be able to play a game with your friend just because you have a different plastic box. Mm -hmm. Um, That said though, this quote from Jim Ryan kind of brings a side of Phil that we don't see. And that is the business side of Phil Spencer, where he says all this, and I think those are very nice things to say, but in actuality, he's giving Sony three years and then they're going to come back and do a different deal. And maybe that means it doesn't come to PlayStation after those three years are done. That's a very good possibility. They may say Mm -hmm. at the end of the three years, hey, you know what? Call of Duty had a great run on PlayStation, but this is our IP now. We're going to do what we feel like is right, and it's time to say goodbye, right? Pay your respects. That being said, the Lord Commander Corgi writes in, Papa Phil Spencer is saving gamers while nasty old mean Jim Ryan is being greedy, dot, dot, dot. 
I think the whole situation is ridiculous. I wish that these statements would just stop coming out from either side. They're just stoking fanboy flames. That's our first sentiment here, Kyle. Mm-hmm. We're really tired of these comments. <laughs> we're tired of it. Oh my god! Here's the thing: I feel like every month we're we're, we're back again at this, yeah, a, at this conversation, and I wanted to really t- tackle it from a different perspective because it's so tiring. It's like there's yeah. a new quote to overanalyze. I mean, how many times since this acquisition have we talked about is Call of Duty going to remain multi-platform? Yeah, seems and how- every three or four months we come back to it, circle it, and a little bit of news comes out. We're like, no, it's going to be everywhere. Oh, well, maybe it's not. It's going to be exclusive Xbox. It keeps going back and forth. I'm just tired, and every single time that happens, uh, the the green warriors and the blue warriors <laughs> are at it while Nintendo's at home sipping their drinks and eating their, their mai tais. I yeah, exactly. And they're like Enjoying getting excited. Splatoon. You know? Exactly, That's what getting excited doing. for the game of the year, which is Splatoon three. Like, you know, for me. <sighs> I thought we were done with it in February where Microsoft came out and said, hey, we're treating this like we treat Minecraft. We're bringing all these games that, you you know, the games that you know and love that are on, you know, Activision, they're still coming to platforms on Mm -hmm. PlayStation. We're even thinking about bringing them to, you know, the Nintendo Switch. And then getting this comment from Phil, you get a a different question. And I think one of the, the problems that I have with both quotes, both Phil and Jim Ryan's, uh, or maybe maybe some validity to Jim Ryan's quote is like, just tell us, yeah. just just rip the bandaid off. Like, let's stop beating around the bush of like giving us these you know rosy little quotes and just tell us if it's getting taken away or not. Yeah, so exactly. that I as a consumer can plan accordingly because I still don't know. And most acquisitions that we see happen, we know and they say exactly what their intent are with their acquisition. With this one, I the only criticism I, I really have is like they haven't been really clear on what their goal is with Activision mm-hmm. or, or at least clear to the consumer. I would like to know as a Sony fan uh, or sorry, PlayStation fan, but like I would just like to know more as just a, a regular consumer, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it makes total sense as to where like, am I going to save my money to buy it on PlayStation or am I going to re-up my Game Pass subscription yeah. in the future because it's going to only be on Xbox? Yeah. So and that I makes f- total sense. And I feel like when, when they're like, hey, our goal is just to put these things on Game Pass. Uh, you know, to me, Sony puts that in question when they go, when Jim Ryan does say, hey, no, <laughs> actually a little different. They said they give us three extra years. Um, and that does put, Phil, at least to me as I read it, Phil Spencer's words into a question a little bit here. And that leads me to the next question from Anna. She writes in and Hannah shout out to you. I literally clapped and screamed when I read this question. He's like a giddy little school girl. I did (laughs) because you, you understood the assignment, Anna. All right. She writes in, I'm honestly pretty certain that this is just Jim Ryan trying to give Sony time to get their live service games out the door. They need time to get their games out and need Call of Duty in the meantime to keep PlayStation gamers who enjoy live service games happy. That is my guess as for why I, I underlined this, bolded it, he would make such a statement. Because there's no way in hell he actually thinks Call of Duty will be on PlayStation forever, right? And that's where I always stood. I I always great Anna. I like I always thought it would eventually go to Xbox, and that's it. Yeah. 
It just makes sense. So, and, and, and I, I love this because Anna, you asked the great question. People have been saying what, or asking what, what does Jim Ryan sound like? Does he sound whiny? Does he sound like a crybaby who needs a little binky? Sure. But why did he come out and say that? If he knew that's what all these little Twitter warriors were going to say anyway, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why? Because Jim Ryan knows if there is any time to throw a wrench at this deal, if there's any time to get a concession out of Microsoft on the, the public stage and at these regulators right here, right now, this is the time. That's why Jim Ryan's doing this. That whole flowery quote of like PlayStation gamers. No, no, no. What Jim Ryan's main priority is to his shareholders. And he is going to fight to the bitter end to make sure that the shareholders at least understood that Jim gave it all he could. And there was nothing else he can do because that's his first and foremost obligation. So if he can get a concession out of Microsoft that is better than three years, like if he could even get four years or five years where Microsoft has to make a Call of Duty game for mm-hmm. PlayStation and, and it's obligated because the regulators demand it. And again, that's a normal thing that happens in these in these circumstances, in these mergers and acquisitions. Then that's what Jim Ryan's going to do. And I feel like everybody is missing the point of talking about how, well, what a, what a quiet baby Jim Ryan is. Jim Ryan doesn't care what you think about him. It's the reason why he's the CEO of this company. Mm-hmm. He, so again, it, this is the time. This is why he's doing it. Now, do I think it's going to be to great effect? No, yeah, I don't yeah. think so at all. I think these, these words are make him and, and PlayStation seem a bit small. I'll agree there. Oh, yeah. But- what you say as well, giving them time. That's what PlayStation needs. They need to get their live service games out the door. And I really do uh, applaud. I think the best tweet I saw about this came from Rob Rule of Two. Is like, this is what happens when you put all your eggs, which is a fantastic channel, by the way. Check him out. Uh, Rob Rule of Two. Two. Fantastic man. Anyway, he's like, this is what you put all your eggs into a third-party basket that this could happen to you, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you take a look at Nintendo, and look, we don't talk about Nintendo as like a major player, but they are. <laughs> like the Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch is the best-selling, uh, you know, or the second-best-selling home console of all time, and in just a few weeks, that will happen for them, right? They are immensely successful in just this one area that is games, and they don't have Call of Duty, they don't. And Overwatch, mm-hmm. they have it. Didn't do well for them. Diablo, debatable. But I, you know, when it comes to like the 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 Twitch based shooters, you know, they, they don't have, have that. Yeah. That's true. And Wolfenstein. Yeah, but they have nothing of like multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah consequence. Yeah. Yep. And they've been fine without it. And the uneasy truth is, PlayStation now has to evolve where their business model cannot surround call of duty because for the last 10 odd years that has been the biggest money maker for them is call of duty it's been on their number one charts it's always on the number one charts each and every year no matter how well a god of war sells or last of us Mm -hmm. sells or any of the the temple sony titles it's call of duty year in year out and now they got to think of a way to reinvent the brand and i don't know about you kyle but like isn't that exciting Oh, 100%. I, I think this is a way to 
if this is indeed why he did it, a, a way to be like a roundabout motivational speech to all the teams that are making a live service games. Like, hey, listen, now we got our timetable. Now we got three years. Let's put our best foot forward. Let's make it the best we possibly can be. Let's fill that space the best way possible with great live service games that will have gamers want to play in this ecosystem more and more. Yeah. And I think I think your your whole rant per se, even though it wasn't really a rant, um, comes down to the whole thing, which is why I wasn't surprised this happened. It's just business. Yeah, this is. This is how business is done. Like, I'm not shocked that he said this. I'm not shocked that Phil is, is saying three years. I'm not. Yeah. It's just like they like you meant they have shareholders they have to answer to. Yeah. Yes. Does it suck? Sure. I'm not down downplaying that at all. And it's just like at this point, I'm surprised we are shocked when these kind of things come out. Yes. And I, th- I think that's where my frustration comes from. It's like, why are we shocked that these multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies are fighting over money, per se? I, I guarantee you Jim does not care about gamers playing Call of Duty. No. He cares about that bottom line. Yeah. Same thing with Phil. Phil probably doesn't care about the gamers playing a game. He cares about how much money he's making. He's caring company. about how he's reaching them. Exactly. Like yeah. At the end of the day, once people can rewire their brain and think of it in that way, it becomes less upsetting when you hear this kind of stuff. And just get used to this is going to happen. And and the whole thing, like too, as you say, like if this deal doesn't go through, you think Phil Spencer is going to have a job? Probably not. Mm. (laughs) Like, I think this, this whole thing hinges on his reputation. Everything hinges on this deal going through. So Microsoft's going to make a concession where they need to, to make sure this thing goes down smoothly and sony is here trying to buy time for them to readjust it maybe it's not like maybe hey listen maybe you don't chase multiplayer maybe you just make these amazing single player games that nobody can top and they're all high quality like we've known playstation to do for the last you know seven eight years so you know maybe they do that maybe they pivot somewhere else maybe it doesn't have to be multiplayer but hey maybe the last of us uh factions come out and it revolutionized the way and creates a, a whole new type of genre for multiplayer games right. or whatever Haven's doing or fires, fire Sprite or firewalk or exactly any of these teams. Oh, who knows what Bungie has up their sleeves? Like who you know, knows? there's a lot. There's a lot. And, and again, the only thing that I could kind of give credit is like when Bungie was acquired immediately, PlayStation's like, nothing's happening to Bungie. They are still yep. a multi-platform. They will remain multi-platform. They will publish multi-platform games. Nothing. That change. being said, who knows, right? <laughs> At this point, like with this story here, who knows? Yeah. I, so Satorius 7 writes in, I'm not a COD player, but it makes sense to call this offer inadequate. And it also appears to me to be a tactic admission by Microsoft that the game is far more valuable than a typical game and more in line with what Sony argues to the Brazilian regulators, which... The whole Brazilian argument you could think as a copyright of a translated version of the English document that they probably sent to the EU and uh, UK and, and, and US since English is the international form of, of uh, communication and business. So, yeah, Sertonis, I could see where they think it's inadequate and why players would think it's inadequate as well. I, I really do see both sides here. And I, I do think, like, though it 
it isn't a one-to-one comparison. Like people are like, well, what about Final Fantasy? It's like, well, Final Fantasy doesn't have the cultural impact of a Call of Duty and it never will. Like if I held up a copy of Call of Duty and Final Fantasy VII and I just showed it to the average person, mm-hmm. dude, I bet you nine times out of 10 people are going to be like, Call of Duty. Sure, but put a little bit more respect on Final Fantasy. It, it's been it's around a better forever. Game. Yeah, but and, it, and, and, and I think on that point, like, uh, yeah, I've seen that comparison too of like why isn't Final Fantasy on Xbox more? Final Fantasy has way more history on PlayStation than it does on Xbox, even more than Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sure, but I mean, like, why is that the case? Well, Sony paid for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And, yeah. and I and I totally get it, but I do think at this point, like, size. <laughs> hey, ladies, size <laughs> does matter. Right. And I think by by just trying to dismiss it as just another IP, it's like, but this is this is the one of the most recognizable and profitable IP on the planet. It's a billion right? dollar IP. Yeah. So like I understand where it's the like Rock this isn't... is starring in a movie. <laughs> yeah. You're not seeing <laughs> Rock as Cloud. Okay. No, you're, you're not, not seeing oh, him as oh. Tifa. Rock as Barrett though? Yo, mm. I can see it. So yeah, I, I again, I could see this as inadequate if I'm in Sony's per- yeah. perspective as well too. Yeah, I, I, I could see it, guys. Don't say I agree with 100, percent but I could see it. That said, my tainted brain writes it. <laughs> my subconscious is speaking. <laughs> Three years only. I could definitely agree with him on that. Maybe it's just a. Uh, maybe it is that important for the PlayStation ecosystem, but there is little to no way Microsoft will say it will be on both consoles forever. I do think they should be able to, sorry, should also be looking at some other developers like Bethesda and the games there uh, that could go console exclusive. Also, PlayStation noted that in in one of the complaints, they go, yeah, Microsoft says that these games will remain multi-platform, but we've seen they are not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone also seems to be focusing on this one game rather than the breadth of games that will soon be exclusive to one console purely because a company has a bigger wallet. It's also a, a, an argument of like, yeah, Activision Blizzard, almost $69 million, a billion dollars. Who? That is, that is a huge acquisition of power in just a day, <laughs> just by a flip of a switch. And just what the number of IPs mean? that are now just under Xbox. Yeah. What will that mean for the next five to 10 years? Yeah. And that's what I think these regulators are kind of, you know, bean counting as we speak of like, yeah, we understand that this Microsoft won't be the juggernaut overnight, but how does this make the market shift mm-hmm. three, five, 10 years from now? I think yeah, a, a reasonable question. And, and again, for me, does it matter? No, because I'm still going to be playing PlayStation games because they're to me yeah. the best games out there. And, and, and like, I'm not the biggest Call of Duty player. I'll play one from time to time. I'm sure. actually excited for Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I like if I would be have this kind of um fervor and fever for this acquisition taking games away from me it's machine games yeah it, it, it's it's i'm crying because i won't see a wolfenstein game on my playstation absolutely coming from somebody that owns all three consoles yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, that still makes me sad i got it now here's the thing dewani rocks your rights in and this is a great counterpoint in the last point of this discussion they say There have been some spectacular questions this week already, and a couple of them got me thinking about acquisitions. At this point, it seems like the purchase of recognizable IP and talented studios is inevitable. Hooray capitalism, I guess. And no, I didn't say late stage, because that would imply it's nearing the end. (laughs) Is it better to have Embracer Group buying up these things rather than Sony or Microsoft? 
getting a hold of them and locking them to their platform or service. Ultimately, it seems like there's the there's only way there's only one way uh, where everything is going to be available to all pl uh, pl players, regardless of the ecosystem. I'm sorry, words are hard today. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I mean that's also great question. Like, it, is Microsoft the best suitor? I think so. But like, if if I had to choose between Embracer and, and Microsoft, I'm choosing Microsoft. Yeah. Um, I, I think I if I was Sony or Microsoft. I would view Embracer buying things up or Tencent buying things as the in a, as in the wild card. Yeah. And why would you not want to risk them then selling to the competition outright or locking it to a platform and you have Or telling no them what they can it. or can't put exactly. in their game. Exactly. So then why don't you go forward and just buy them yourself? Sure. Sure. Again, I I, I'd rather nothing. Card. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I'd rather for nothing. Sure. But like at the at the same exact time, would we get the change in leadership if this didn't happen? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So there are good there are good reasons why this why this acquisition's great, and there are bad reasons why this yeah. you know this acquisition's a thing. So it is what it is. But I wanted to get that one right out of the way, and I think that was a fantastic conversation. So with mm -hmm. that, Kyle, it's time. Now that we've mourned the loss of PlayStation, what do you think we're going to name the show now, huh? Is it the Achievement Hall? Oh, man. Well, it's for the higher well, <laughs> Welcome to the morgue room. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the dead IP from Sony now that the Microsoft bought them out. Uh, <laughs> where we mourn the death of every PlayStation thing ever, starting with episode one, the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> Taken from us too soon, long ago. Decisions made in the past, regrettably so. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's the intro to every episode. There it is. No, and that's the thing. Like, PlayStation's not dead. They have to just adapt and change. That's really yeah. what it comes down to you. Yep. And that's going to be exciting, guys. Please and, be and excited. Once again, I feel like this hurts people and are more angry about it because we still don't know about a showcase. Sure. Again, that comes out, that drops, everything will be forgiven and forgotten about. Absolutely. It happens every time. Absolutely. Kyle, it's time yeah. to talk about a showcase that we do know about, and that's uh, Ubisoft one. A whole lot about, actually. Uh, <laughs> Tom Ivan over at VGC writes, Ubisoft will reportedly reveal multiple Assassin's Creed games this week. In addition to the already confirmed Assassin's Creed Mirage, it's claimed Ubisoft will use the event to reveal two major series entries and a mobile game. The two big announcements will be a part of Assassin's Creed Infinity, a large-scale collaboration between Ubisoft Quebec uh, Odyssey and Montreal in Montreal, who made Origins and Valhalla Studios, that will reportedly serve as a platform for multiple games with different settings. The first, codenamed Red and developed by Quebec, is said to take place in feudal Japan. Montreal's title, which is codenamed Neo or Hexi, reportedly revolves around witch trials during the later stages of the Holy Roman Empire. While Assassin's Creed Infinity isn't expected to launch until 2024 at the earliest, Assassin's Creed Mirage is reportedly planned for a release in spring 2023. Bloomberg first reported in February that Ubisoft was planning to release a smaller-scale, stealth-focused Assassin's Creed game that is closer to the early series entries than the more recent RPG-influenced ones. Oh, I hear so much. Like, there's so much happiness for the OG Assassins fans out there because, mm -hmm. you know, Assassin's Creed was about assassins back in the day, and now it revolved around like all these like really it's just like a warrior, you know, <laughs> yeah. type of stuff now. Yep. 
that said, again, we it sucks that this show's coming out so soon. Uh, you know, right right before the Ubisoft show and 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 the Marvel show. So I didn't want to do like a full on twenty minute what's our predictions because that would be outdated <laughs> by yeah. the time everybody heard it. So I want to just get your quick thoughts, Kyle. Out of the four games that we see here, Mirage being the classic um Assassin's Creed game. We're That's seeing, the one in Middle East, right? Yep, Baghdad. Uh we're seeing feudal Japan. Ooh wee. Mm-hmm. Whole, the Holy Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Which one of these games excites you the most? Give me those witch trials in the Holy Roman Empire. Ooh. I, the things that I loved most about Valhalla yeah. was the otherworldly supernatural things mm-hmm. with like the gods and whatnot when they would pop in. So give me like some spooky witch trial, like magic witchcraft stuff. Yeah. In an Assassin's Creed setting in the Holy Roman Empire, uh, yes, please. That sounds like everything that I'm into. Yeah, I. So a part of me says the feudal Japan because uh-huh. Ghost of Tsushima was my jam, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not as excited because we have ghosts. <laughs> exactly. It's like <laughs> it's like, honey, we have Ghost of Tsushima at home. <laughs> exactly. And and that's the thing. Like Ghost was just. It is. It is my favorite game of all time with Bloodborne. Like it is mm-hmm. just. Uh, uh, shout out to Adam Leonard who showed me his two hundred and fifty dollar oh, Ghost of Tsushima statue. statue, and I was—I've never been so tempted in my life. I'm like, my guys, all right, real talk, everybody. At me, at Mister Babbit, at the show, at PS Room. Do I buy this statue for my birthday for the treat yourself uh, you know, present? Because okay. I do that. My birthday is October fourth. Uh-huh. I always have a little treat yourself gift. Yeah. Is that the treat yourself gift? The d- no worries, no consequences gift that I'm treating myself to. Is it? Is it? Very nice. I don't know. I, I know space is limited in your room, though. You got to take I, that into an account. Kyle, this is why we're best friends. That's literally <laughs> same brain thinking. I'm like, I have too much shit in my room. Because because my dumb dumb brain yesterday, I was at Target and saw yeah. they had the Lego Thor's Mjolnir, yeah. like the giant one. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've wanted this. Let me buy it. And I look, where am I gonna put it? I don't know, but I have it. <laughs> you want to hear something even dumber? Kyle? <laughs> you want something real stupid? I was thinking about buying Splatoon three, because uh, for some reason with like. Metroid, I had to buy physical, and Splatoon, very sentimental, so I had to get it physical. Yeah. And I'm like, do I buy it at Target and get the pre-order sunglasses? <laughs> hey, I've done that before. <laughs> but they're not going to fit my dumb, dumb head. They're probably for kids. Probably, but hey, you have them. But I want to be a kid now and a squid now. A exactly. kid and a squid, a quid and a kid and a squid. You want to ink all over the place. I get it. Exactly, man. Just let me ink. All right. So part of me says Feudal Japan. Getting back to this <laughs> podcast. But damn, Holy Roman Empire is a terrific time in history that actually does not get explored nearly enough of what goes on and how chaotic it was. Because like the Holy Roman Empire exists off the the remnants of the roman empire to the shattered the sh- shrambling corpse of yeah uh hence but like it, the reason why was because they were able to pave roads and connect towns and cities and that's why their empire was actually able to spread again because just that simple th- so it wasn't like it, it was it was it's a really interesting time that's all i'm gonna yeah. say uh-huh. so hearing that element as well gets me 
super intrigued. What what do you think this Infinity platform looks like? Is it are we buying Infinity and then buying the unlocking of these new experiences in Infinity? That's a really good like, question. Like are they expansions inside of it? Or I, are we literally buying an Abstergo app? Yeah. <laughs> and then when a new Abstergo thing comes out, it you know, in Dude, that game, would be so whatever, cool. That would be so that cool. That is what these like a, are. If it's just called Abstergo. Oh my god, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, that's a great question. Cause I mean Valhalla is just printing them money and they do all these little expansions. And so if it could be like a destiny like where it's like yeah, exactly. once a year, this is like 40 bucks, but then there's like these cosmetics that you can buy and that's what gets the, 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 the game pumping and flowing. That's what I would like. And maybe each one is a little different where like, Hey, here's an expansion where it is like just all about stealth, right? Here's mm-hmm. one that plays maybe a little bit more like, I don't know, Odyssey than Origins. Cause I, I like that gameplay a little sure. bit better. That's what I'm more like interested of is like, how do you make, how do you how do you not change up the gameplay but still make it feel different? You know, feel um, fresh because that that is something fresh. I'm feeling like. That's why I'm I'm very excited for Ubi because they need I'm at that point where I'm so far away from my time with Valhalla and just AC in general that itch is is getting stronger of me wanting to be back into an Assassin's Creed game and everything I hear about what they're trying to do with the IP is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm very eager for Saturday. Oh, you muted yourself, by the way. I can't hear you. Oh, I'm a big dumb dumb idiot, and that's, <laughs> and that's why I'm actually so so much more intrigued for Ubisoft because it again, it's those things that we don't know that need answers. You know, like yeah. I know we're gonna see a superhero thing at the Marvel Showcase, like sure, no brainer. But that that those questions intrigue me a whole lot more. Like Beyond Good and Evil too. Are we going to see that? Is that a game still? Who knows? Yes. Who knows? Who knows? All right, Kyle. Listen, that's enough about Ubisoft and all that jazz. Or actually, not more about Ubisoft. About their showcase. Here's a little update from uh, Tom Ivan over at VGC. They write the Chinese gaming giant is set. To, sorry, Tencent is acquiring a stake in Ubisoft's family holding. I'm sorry, I got myself all jangled, jangled okay. up there. You're all right. So, the Chinese gaming giant is set to acquire 49.9% of the economic stake in 5% voting rights in the Guillemont Brothers Limited, the holding company of Ubisoft founders. Tencent's investment in Guillemont Brothers Limited accounts to over $297 million. Oh, my goodness. Separately, Ubisoft has authorized Tencent to raise its direct stake in the Assassin's Creed publisher from 4.5% to 9.99%. Just round up, boys. Come on. Let's not get that crazy. Uh, Of the capital or voting rights, a stake won't be able to make further increase for a period of eight years. So they can't jump the price for another eight years. So they have to remain at that stake. They can't try to make a whole hostile takeover. That said, Ubisoft said the partnership with Tencent covers the development of mobile titles from several of Ubisoft's major franchises and the launch of several Ubisoft PC titles in China. The French publisher's governance is unchanged by the deal and the Guillemot family retains exclusive control of Guillemot Brothers Limited. So Tencent was like, listen, we can't buy the whole cow, 
That'll make us look evil. So let's just let's just take a a huge stake in the parent company. Let's of put Ubisoft. a tiny little bit of poison in the well, and and we'll see in eight years. <laughs> yeah, and they're just saying, hey, listen, we're we're gonna help grow your mobile gaming department. Look at that shift into mobile. It's happening before our eyes. We're yeah. seeing all these corporations move into it, and we'll help you publish your games over in China. Uh, so this is just something to be aware of as. You've heard it here. We don't want to be a broken record, but I don't really trust Tencent, man. <laughs> this is a company that we see its tentacles in a lot of gaming, and I've seen it firsthand where people are kind of just taking money because it's an outrageous sum of it and not really caring where where that money's coming from. And mm-hmm. as Tencent is a, a stakeholder in the Chinese Communist People's Party, that is concerning as of all the... Human rights violations, just to put it simply, that that party has done to its own people. So, I I, I know I know it's like a broken record, but this does concern me a bit. If we're always concerned about how you know American influences influence our media, let's also take a look at the other side as well and say this may be not the not the best look. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to see what games get covered in a Chinese lens and what they're allowed to talk about. Yeah. Simple as that. All right, Kyle, it's time for our next story on the docket. Take it away. Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN writes, Sony has quietly redesigned the inside of the PS5. As reported by The Verge, YouTube user Austin Evans took apart the redesigned console and found that Sony had made some fairly significant changes. Despite not being a rebranded update akin to the PlayStation 4 Slim, Sony has updated the PS5's internals roughly once a year to make the machine more more efficient and presumably cheaper to produce. The updated model's motherboard had has been reduced in size by about two inches. The cooling has been changed through an additional heat pipe at the back of a console and a smaller heat sink. And the SSD enclosure has also been changed slightly. Though Sony may have had other reasons for updating the console. Evans claimed in his video that the new PS five uses around 20 to 30 less Watts while gaming and is therefore the most energy efficient version version of the console so far. The new model comes just as Sony increased the price of the PS5 in most major markets, including the UK, Europe, Asia, Australia, Canada, and Mexico. Quote, the global ec- economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. And quote, the publisher said at the time. Ooh, we what a bad time to release a cheaper made console. Oh, and listen, cheaper is a bad word. More affordable for you. The sure. Person printing these things out. Any redesign is a is badly times when you're upping the price. Yes. Now I did want to try to find, there was a comment on our YouTube where there was a few people are like, Hey, listen, I work in shipping. I work in manufacturing. And let me tell you something. The, there is no joke that the prices for finding components is more expensive than ever. And the hidden cost of shipping. Why is shipping so expensive? Because the gas prices have skyrocketed uh, mm-hmm. because of the Russian aggression. So, it leads to things are getting way more expensive to manufacture. It's not as maybe as simple as we let on as last week, but I still don't think it is the best look nor a a valid excuse as this console is still, even with those things, profitable, as they've stated. That said, Kyle, (laughs) this console does run 
uh, 20, what is it? 20 or 30% less uses less power, uh, less Watts, 20, to 30, less Watts. Thank you. Uh, it's running cooler. It is a mm-hmm. pound lighter and they upped the price by 50 bucks. How does this make you feel seeing all this? Like, I don't know. It's to be expected, I feel like. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? Here's a better question then for you. You answer that so simply, you son of a gun. Stop being so Well, no, I I mean, just like when I'm thinking back at PS4, right? The redesigns were fairly spaced apart. Yeah. Or at least it felt like. It felt like, yeah. But I feel with the PlayStation 5 being unveiled and given to us during a global pandemic pandemic yeah they probably did not have as much time to get that first console to a point where they really wanted it sure so the fact that we're getting a redesign every year since the release or even just like or just like little yeah just like little things that they're changing to me feels like they they're obviously were happy with it because they released it but they knew they could have done better or I think because manufacturing is so expensive, because yeah. shipping mm-hmm. is so gosh darn expensive, that they're like, we need to make this thing as light as possible so that we could carry it onto more cargo uh, yeah. uh, freights. We need to slim this thing down so that we're saving components to put more things on more wafers. All those things, I think, are are the sign that, yeah, they, though they, they, they've liked the trajectory of this console, it could have went a lot better because of, again covid and all the things and they need to make it cheaper faster because components are becoming more scarce and harder to manufacture so all those things come into play here and i think that's why there's been at least reported on so many more SKUs than previous because there's always been a lot of SKUs of these things you know consoles go through completely different iterations without having a total redesign of the console um but it seems like this is more profound and i think it's because of the time period we're living in right now we're we're living in in some historic times my last question for you kyle about this when do you think we're gonna get a total redesign because yeah they saved a couple of inches off that motherboard like it is significantly uh, smaller than the actual box itself now I'll be shocked if we see an actual different looking console before the year 2024. Okay. Just because, like, uh, we'll talk about in Flash News, there's a new uh, side plates. Yeah. Like, they're still coming out with new color schemes and stuff. I feel like we get a couple more years before they change what it looks like completely. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Forever, actually. You know what? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? No, I think I definitely... they actually like the way it looks. I think they really, really do. Yeah, and I like it too. Again, is, yeah, it, exactly. is it the, is it nicer than like the Series S? I don't know. They're both fat and ugly. Do I stare at them much? <laughs> yeah, no. But is it nicer than the PS4? No, I think the PS4 is the nicest. I nicest love that slanted console. look. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Uh, that being said, Kyle, it is time for the next almost flash news. Oh, boy. Night. This is exciting. Dalton Cooper over at Game Rant writes, Spider-Man 2 Game Link Game Leak is good news for fans. Leaker Millie A has hyped up Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games, saying that the game is exceeding expectations and gameplay will be shown soon. Spider-Man 2 was first announced in September 2021, but fans haven't seen it since. However, if Millie A's information is accurate, it seems as though Spider-Man fans will get to see the long-awaited sequel again sooner rather than later. Hmm. 
Taking to Twitter, Millier said that Spider-Man 2 and PS5 is, quote, exceeding expectations for Marvel higher-ups, end quote, and that the graphics are so impressive that one employee thought they were actually watching a cutscene. Millier ended her tweet by saying that Spider-Man 2 gameplay will be shown soon, but stopped short of providing specifics on that front. The Green Gorilla Gamer writes in just like you can too over at PS Room or on our Discord server where there's over 200 plus of you. He writes, sup boys, regular thing. I think so, it sounds nice. Uh, yeah. Marvel Showcase Predictions. I could totally see D23 showing off the casting of Fantastic Four in the MCU, as well as teasing the X-Men. Oh my God, Giancarlo Esposito is going to be there, y'all. Make him Ooh. Professor X. Make him Professor X. Phase 5 will be heavily shown off with some trailers. In fact, I know Ant-Man 3 trailer is finished. I've done seen it. I'm not supposed to say anything. Oh my God. Sacre bleu. And some S4 games to keep it PlayStation focused. I could really see them announcing an open world Marvel MMO similar to Marvel's Heroes Omega as well as Spider-Man 2 news slash trailers. What are you guys wanting to see? Anything in particular Marvel character in mind uh, that should get their own game? So, Kyle, yeah. I say this here. Uh, again, now let's not go too flashy with the predictions. I want to go yeah, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. With, with the Spider-Man 2 news. Because, listen, if we've learned one thing, maybe most leakers are f- are f- <laughs> Right? You, you don't say. <laughs> maybe. And I really wanted to take this opportunity to highlight it's been four years the four-year anniversary of the original Spider-Man yeah. on PS4, which is my favorite superhero game ever. Insomniac has done a great job. Do you think, here's the prediction, we're going to see Spider-Man at this showcase? At the the Marvel one the on Marvel Friday. One, yeah. yeah, I think so. I, oh, yeah? I, I do because... Synergy. My my whole thing was we'd get the oh that was, <laughs> I slipped it I slipped it accidentally in there I'm sorry uh, I mean my whole thing was we'd get the PlayStation Showcase on Thursday and then the whole see more at Marvel now I think it might be the other way around yeah. I think we see it Spider Man two first on the Marvel D twenty three stage and then say hey, see more soon and then we yeah. find the date for maybe next week for a showcase or in two weeks whatever yeah um. But I'm so excited about this. Sure. I'm very, very excited about Spider-Man 2, Insomniac, or Wizards and Geniuses. I mean, graphics-wise, like, you could tell Miles' uh, cutscene and gameplay is pretty close already on PS5. Yeah. So that news is not, like, you know, mind-blowing. I, I would imagine so. Um, but I'm just so excited to, for a new Spider-Man story, I guess. Yeah. I So... For me, I'm not surprised that, um, you know, M- Millie A was just like, oh, it's exceeding their higher ups expectations. Graphics so impressive. One of them thought it yeah. was like a, a cutscene. They're executives. I don't exactly. know how many of them are actually yeah. gamers, capital G. But I, I want to see how gameplay revolving Miles and Peter are going to play out. Like, is this some type of tag team, like special combo? Like, that's what I want to see because like we saw it a little bit in some of the gadgets and gizmos and ratchet and clank and how like there are there is a I, oh damn I, I can't I, I can't say it for for real but like there's a fourth wall break gun in that game yep. where it drops some characters like i can definitely see them you're calling for aid and like miles jumps in so you know? he i could 
totally see it be a GTA five situation Ooh. where you can switch between miles and Peter on the fly throughout the city to, to this point of like, Oh, here we go. We're going to get into the weeds of it. It yeah. will never happen. But imagine like you're Peter swinging through the city, going to the next mission or whatever. Yeah. And you hear, right? Like, Oh, Hey Peter. And you look and miles is off doing his own adventure. Oh, you could join him. And you can either follow him and join him or go do what you're going to go do. Crime together. Like, what to if, me, that's is that is exciting. That is the next step. If you're gonna have multiple Spider-Man yeah. in the same game, how are you gonna make it so you're not disappointed? You're not the other Spider-Man, right? Right? Like, I, I want to be both. Right, Tell and, me and, how I'm gonna be both. And hear hear this. <laughs> hear, hear me out here. You're Spider-Man. You're Peter. You're thwipping, and it's like the Far From Home situation where like Miles joins you and you're doing like web combos. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> You know, that's... all the while Craven the Hunter is hunting you the entire time, like Deathloop, like Juliana. Oh, my God. and you have to be on the lookout. And then you got Venom roaming the streets at night. Oh, just boy. To start... Yeah. See, there's just so many avenues. There's, we can go. there's so many. So and here's many. the thing. Everybody in Insomniac, even the janitors there are so much smarter than us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like they're going to make like anything they do. I'm going to be so thrilled about it. You know what yeah. I'm most excited about and I'm really hopeful for? What's that? I want a big or bigger Spider-Man statue in the collector's edition. Absolutely. That the one from the first game is awesome. You can Fantastic. see it over my shoulder right there. It's great. A little too tiny. I, I I want a bigger one. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh yeah. I love that statue. And I just love how it was like, this is a spoiler. Do not open <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And like everybody the thing is uh, gaming was so much more pure four years ago. Because like everybody <laughs> listened, they're like, okay, yeah. And like you didn't have to worry about like some had like leaker <laughs> by the name of like I don't know, I'm full at ninety two, and it's yeah. like it's just ruining plot points. Which beware oh, for Ragnarok. Really, yeah. Good thing you brought it up. I thought I was great, and nothing spoiled yeah. for me. But like I was muting all the God of War Ragnarok terms, whatever. And I thought I was good. I thought I would never see a God of War thing on my timeline until a release. Mm-hmm. And then. People started using Ragnarok with the umlauts over the O. Yep. Like you, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Now I gotta add that too. <laughs> I don't even know what the word is, but I knew what you said. But like the two dots, and yeah. it looks like a yep. shocked emoji. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just offended Norwegian people, I guess. So, yeah, just be on the lookout, people. I should have put this in flash news. Apparently. There are going to be leaks for Ragnarok, including the end, the boss. I already know one of them. Spoilers don't affect me. Don't be. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to believe it. Don't be. Yeah. Please be good to people. That's all. Kyle. Joe. Next little little tidbit on on the list here. Sure. Coming from the blog, a new PS5 system software update is out globally today. Thanks to the support and feedback from our PS5 beta participants, today we're rolling out a new system software update to PS5 players globally. The update includes several highly requested features like 1440p HDMI video output and game list, as well as social features like the ability to request a share screen from a fellow party member easily view new friends profiles and receive a notification to help you join a friend's game more quickly from a party chat. Additionally, you can now compare 3d audio and stereo audio on the same screen and more easily access in progress activities from game hubs. YouTube search through voice command, uh, launch a PS remote play session through PS app 
request share screen and unhide hidden trophies are all a part of this update. Kyle, you know why I kind of laughed? I kind of giggled. Yeah, you I was like, you, you threw me off a little bit. Yeah, why? I right, think of a 30 Rock reference, everybody hanging on there, where it says YouTube search through voice command. I thought of uh, where Tracy walks in. He's like, the time where he tried to yell at the TV because like the remote wasn't working. He's like, oh. TV, pornography. <laughs> 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 so that's what I was thinking. Oh, what a show. Yeah, I know. And what a show this is. Uh, Kyle, I, not a lot of this does a whole lot for me. Yeah. Um, but game lists are interesting. They're not yeah. on the front of the console. They are literally in your collections. In your collection. yeah. And it's the first tab, and you can just kind of cycle through it. Um, it's a neat feature. I actually think I might use this more than folders, because folders I never liked. I, I thought the icon was ugly, so I just never used it. Yeah. And I'm not that type of gamer. Like, I, I don't. Ha- I like. I have the three games, four games that I'm playing at that moment, and I'm just deleting them once I'm done with them. So I don't. Yeah. Well, once I plat or I'm done with it, I will delete the game from my yeah. hardware. I don't. So, I don't keep it. But I think the biggest thing here is unhide trophies. Oh yeah. God bless. Instead of individually going through and and unhiding them. Not that I don't. Not that I think I'll do that for everything. Mm-hmm. Some of them I want to keep a little surprise to, but it's nice, cool that it's there. Also, I gotta say this: shout out to the uh, game tip and that motorcycle that went super loud. So yeah, if- earlier there was like a speed of light sound that I heard. I was like, really? "Whoa, somebody sped by your house!" No, this one just made it sound like I ripped ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you got a muffler problem, friend. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Wasn't it? But I shout out to the to the tips um, for for the trophies. I used that a ton during the Last of Us Part One playthrough that I was doing. Oh, you mean like the activity cards? Yep. It, more of that, please. But yeah. like you know, th- those those people are doing God's work. Please, please. Yeah. Hopefully, they're getting paid a large sum. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> fantastic. All right, so there you go. It's a little PlayStation update for you. I want to know what what is your favorite update? A little oh, hidden gem audience. Question for you, Joe, or yeah. a question for the audience if Joe doesn't know. I'm pretty sure you do. I'm smart. Why should I be excited about 1440p on my OLED TV? Or no, this is just for it's really just for monitors. So oh, people okay. that are gaming on monitors, you're now having support. Because um, that it that was sorely I, missed. Big dumb dumb when it comes to resolution. Sure. 1440p. That's not 4K, right? No. But it's like pretty. It's, it's pretty like, close. It's like pretty close. It's like okay, okay, this is great. And for this the the size screen that you're playing on, it's it it's like the sure. You're not gonna notice it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. If that makes any sense. And then someone in the comments are like, "That's not how it works." <laughs> you dumb idiot. Yeah, I know. All right, Kyle. Oh. It's time for the next bit of news, good sir. Before though, just really quick, I noticed something troubling on my OLED TV yesterday. Uh oh. I'm I'm getting little tiny black spots on the top of the TV. Are you leaving it on? No, I turn it off when I'm not using it. Oh God! Oh God! I would call the TV doctor ASAP. I've had it for a few years now. That's so it no could excuse. Just, I know. I, luckily, when there's uh, you know, when I'm playing a game or something, I don't notice it. Sure. It's just like when it's really, really, really bright. Like when I'm watching TV or a Mets game, I'll notice. Okay, well, uh, here, how about this? I'll bring you in on something. Yeah, okay. Lu- Luke has COVID. Uh-huh. Um, and instead of us being good friends and wishing him well, we're asking him, if it goes south, what stuff can we get? <laughs> and I-, I said, like, 
first off, like Kev unfairly called dibs on like everything. Oh. And I was like, can I just have your TV? So like if things go south, I'll just give you his TV. Oh, sweet. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Luke. <laughs> and maybe recipes. I don't know. <laughs> really feel bad. That was a joke. We all laughed. We're all in on of it. Of course. Even him. Of course, of course. Let's settle down and relax. But I'm getting that Doom Slayer helmet. No questions. Asked. Oh, wait. Does he have the Doom Slayer helmet? I thought he did. Doesn't he have? I know he's got the Spartan helmet, right? Luke, Luke, either way, I'm going to get one of the helmets. It's fine. Let's know. Let's know. Diego Ramos uh, Bechara from IGN writes, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, and our condolences, Hillary, his wife. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 ending development on PS4 and Xbox One. CD Project Red confirms. CD Project Red. Had- one more thing. I had COVID. I get it. It sucks. We're I trying to make COVID. light of a. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to make light of a situation. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, our yeah. friend. We love you, yeah, Luke. We love, we love you. you. Everybody uh, laughed. It was a round of applause. Continue. <laughs> CD Projekt Red has decided to end development of new content for the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Cyberpunk 2077, confirming in an update note that future expansions, including the recently announced Phantom Liberty, will only be released on PC, PS5, Stadia, and Xbox Series X and S. I'm sorry for laughing, but I haven't read or heard the word Stadia in forever. <laughs> Following patch 1.6, the Edge Runners update, they'll focus their attention and resources on the new gen versions of Cyberpunk 2077. However, they're still committed to and will continue to provide technical support for last gen versions of the game according to the release quote in practice that means after patch 1.6 your game will continue to work on previous gen consoles and we will continue to provide technical support to players as we do with all of our other games the release reads however new content updates and improvements will no longer be available for previous gen consoles including the upcoming expansion end quote CD Projekt Red stressed that though the decision to end the development of future content was a difficult decision, they chose to do so because they believe that the scope of the expansion makes, quote, releasing it for previous gen consoles technologically challenging without compromising player experience, end quote. I really do feel like I'm going to get canceled for that last joke. It was all a good fun. <laughs> all right? Please, relax. <laughs> Katie! Katie! Writes in. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing good. This week, I wanted to get your opinion on CDPR. Sorry, CDP. Yeah, I did say it right. Yeah, you got it. Completely moving on from the last generation with their next update and the DLC slash expansion. I honestly felt like Cyberpunk should have been a game for this generation in the first place. If they have had held off to make it, alas, they didn't. Now with the last gen version stable CDPR have now decided to take them away. This kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yes, I know that they would have focused solely on this gen, but eventually maybe wait until after the DLCs are done or this DLC at the very least. I just feel like they really hyped up the game that was more stable on the last generation consoles. And now those folks won't be able to play any more future content. Just seems a bit shitty. Your thoughts? I I'm kind of with you there, Katie. It, yeah. I it does suck, especially. Could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Is there a physical skew for PS5? Yes. Wait. There is. No. There is like a physical copy of PS5 no. Cyberpunk. Mm-mm, sorry. Okay. Sorry. So like you still have to buy it on PS4. Yeah. If you want it physically or whatever digitally, yeah, I know it's the whole thing. It's the I hate it. Uh, but like it's. It is a bummer because most people do have the PS4 version. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they are abandoning it so quickly is it's a bummer. 
It sucks. And that new expansion looks cool. I We watched it beforehand, uh, the minute long. I was like, man, I really should give it another shot now that the PS5 is patches out and hopefully ironed out a lot of things and I can go in with a new frame of mind uh, and not be so disappointed in it. But like I'm kind of with Katie as well. Like I wish they just went next gen in the first place. Yeah. Or this gen. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's like, yeah, yeah I know they should have. And yeah, they could have. And they didn't. Yeah. And because of that last gen, it really did hold back what was going to be, I think, a very special game. That if they just focused on PS5 and Xbox series, that this would have been, I, I really think, um, a really magical game, like a really this is powerful them game. like learning from their mistakes, right? Yeah, and this and yeah. that's really what it is, and what it comes down to. At the end of the day, they're just like, listen, most copies of this game probably sold are digital. Um, even if it's physical, you could upgrade to the PS5 and Xbox Series for free. So, you know, just along those lines, it it, it kind of makes the sting hurt a little less because eventually you're gonna probably get a series or, or sure. a PS5, and sure. you'll be able to play it. But you're right. It it, ju- it sucks, and I think it's just one of those no win scenarios, you know? Yeah. Just like the joke I made. Like, guys, listen, I get it. I've lost <laughs> my team. You know when <laughs> Joe really feels bad about a joke because he keeps harping on it. <laughs> it's like, listen, we all make mistakes, each and every one of us, you know? That helmet's still mine, Luke. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. Been the crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all having fun here. We're having fun. Yeah. Right, come on. <laughs> Next up on the list, it's time for some Flash news. Gotta go fast, gotta run fast, gotta run, gotta go. Game Informer. Oh, ooh, we. Oh, good luck with this name, Joe. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> good luck. All right, guys, you know how I struggle on simple words that are English? Yeah. Well, <laughs> read the Dwarven Realm in God of War Ragnarok. Yep. God of War Ragnarok. Svithelheim. <laughs> All right. I feel it. Honestly. Svartofheim? Svartofheim. Nope, that was German. Wait, let me try it one more time. Svartofheim. Yeah, Svartofheim. Ooh, that sounds good. But also angry. Yeah. And German. You know, those two things don't lead well together. Dwarves are usually depicted as an angry species, right? Like grumpy-ish. Yeah. Svartalheim gameplay <laughs> reveals dwarven ingenuity. Uh, Game Informer is working with what they got. They have like four minutes of coverage, and they are showing a minute yeah. each and every other week. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but listen, game looks the the one thing I'll take away from the gameplay. We're not going to talk about it anymore unless we see the full like this is a state of play. Uh, because I want to keep it, you know, a surprise for you guys yeah. and, and for myself included. But I saw this once, and that's what I've been doing. It's just kind of just keep as media dark as I can on it. Um, but I watched it once. And the one thing I was just like, whoa, the vistas look incredible. Yeah. And it's weird playing, seeing God of War in the daylight. Yeah. And bright and colorful. Like it's, so it seems nice. like a completely different franchise, but I'm very excited. I'm for so it. down for it. And you know, the, the one thing that I feel like it's addressing is the problems that I had with one. It's just like you're seeing so much more variety and not just the enemies you're fighting, but like the puzzles you're solving. And because you have different equipment, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, it makes different puzzles or or, sorry, it it, it uses 
different puzzles for those things so you could kind of mix and match your puzzle solving it's it's looking like a really fun time and it, it it's looking like it's it's really just checking off all the problems I have with the original, which was very yeah. few and far between. So. Yeah. Okay. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Maybe. Firewall Ultra has been announced for PSVR 2. Uh, Firewall Zero Hour is a hugely beloved PSVR game uh, where it is like a PvP. Just think of it like Rainbow Six, but in it's VR. It's a first-person shooter multiplayer VR game. Yeah. And the quote here from the blog is enlist uh, enlist as an elite contractor and squad up for PVP and PVE multiplayer missions in Firewall Ultra, a tactical first person shooter developed by First Contract Contact Entertainment for PSVR 2. And first off, gameplay very light, but looks very nice. The last thing that they want to hit on is adaptive triggers, eye tracking. Can't wait to see how that's going to work in this game. Finger touch detection. So if a, maybe maybe how I'm thinking of this here, Kyle, is when you're holding a gun, or as I call it, a gat. Um, when you put your when you rest your finger on the trigger, maybe uh-huh. your character will put the their finger okay. on the trigger. All right. Uh-huh. Maybe. Sure. Full V8ed rendering. Okay. 110 FOV, fast load times, 4K HDR, and haptic feedback. Oh, God. Is this the haptic feedback in the headset? No, I think it's in the GAT, a.k.a. the the controller. And maybe the headshot as well. So you just did the thing that I always do if I have a gun in VR. What's that? You got to turn it sideways, right? Yeah, that's a kill shot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Kill shot. That's a kill shot. And you have to say kill shot engaged when you do it. Exactly. If you don't say the word engaged, Mm -hmm. it doesn't count. And if you don't go, (laughs) it doesn't even count. You have to do that. You have to do that. That's actually one of the first things in gun safety. It's not never rest your finger on the the trigger. It's hold it sideways. That's a kill shot. And always when you're shooting, go. And then stand behind the yellow line and always point the gun facing down. Yeah. (laughs) First thing they teach you. First thing. Oh, and then like wear ear protection because you're, you know. Yeah. Tonight, this is real. All right. PlayStation revealed. <laughs> and then, like, fifth one's like, name your gun. <laughs> A lady's name or something, you know? Oh, jeez. PlayStation revealed gray camo DualSense PS5 cover and Pulse headset starting in October 4th while supplies last. 14th. Can- 14th. Sorry, what did I say? 4th. That's because it's my birthday. It's the most important yep. day of the mm-hmm. year. Uh, you can pick these up at direct.playstation.com if they're able to you're able to even purchase them <laughs> not us must be nice must be very nice it will be offered at other participating retailers starting october 28th sith lord snow writes in hey joe and kyle with playstation making more console cover variations uh do you think we'll ever get custom controllers for playstation first party titles and other third party styles I think they're probably gearing up for it. You would think. I would. Yeah, I, would I mean, be surprised. it makes sense. Yeah, I would love to pick up like a God of War Ragnarok sheet. Honestly, it's shocking that PS5 hasn't had one yet. Right. Like when I think of the Series X, for example, they've had many themed consoles already. Yeah. Have yeah. They, well, no, they have. Or, the or even one. if they're like marketing ones, where right. like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like the I, I don't. Ones. I don't. 
know of any PS5 yeah. special edition like looking ones. Like the Horizon is just a basic PS5, yeah. and it just comes down to 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 making the material again. It goes back to sure. the last thing of like yeah, yeah, things yeah. are really hard to make. It's already flying off the shelves. You don't even need incentives. People just want them. So yeah, I, I think we'll see them eventually down the line mm-hmm. for sure. Maybe in the next year or two. Probably for Spider Man would be. I would say the the first one. I think that's. Are you uh, are you getting the camo dual sense? Um, no, because I like. Here's the thing. I'm not a big camo fan. I I'm gonna. I, camo is the most tacky thing anybody can wear. I'm sorry if you have to wear it as like a job. That's a pass. Uh-huh. But if you're like, I'm gonna wear like camo pants just because it's cool. Yeah, they're not cool. <laughs> it just makes you look like a tool. Oh, okay. Over under. Yeah. Three people just ripped their earbuds out of their ears and walked away. Okay. <laughs> After you said that. Why? What do you think? It... You just offended three people wearing camos. Honestly, I feel like show. we offended way more with the last joke we made, and I'm sticking to oh. that one, so I have to stick to this one. You know? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's that part. I was like, should I edit it out though? <laughs> No, <laughs> like it's should. fine. <laughs> I feel like people are going to yell at me, though. All right, Kyle, listen. I don't care about offending camo lovers out there. Like, even, like, I get it if you have to go hunting, but, like, if it's just, like, like a camo PlayStation, like. That's not my favorite. I'm not 18. I, I, I had the, the DualSense camo controller, and I thought that was cool, and then. Someone pointed out, no, that just has the PlayStation, like, it literally has the controller as the, the camera. I'm like, oh, boy. Like, pattern. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, no, this one? Here. No, no, the last one. The, on the, on the oh. DualShock 3. I was like, oh, boy. Oh. And then I just never touched it again. Because, again, I'm, I grew up. You know what? Maybe the, it's like camo is like the pumpkin spice <laughs> for people <laughs> without taste. Yeah. All right. I'm just waiting on that gold dual sense. I love gold controllers. I love gold. I love gold. Prepare the drop. That's right. I didn't even ask if you were holding on to something. My water. Okay, good. Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation Store front. September 5th. Try 6 Infinite. PS5 and PS4. Feel like there's a lot of games with infinite in the titles, and maybe you should start dropping it. <laughs> September 6th, Ainsley Bowden uh, from Season Gaming is the only one excited about this. Bio Mutant on PS5, Circus Electrique on PS5 and PS4, Classic Racers Elite PS4, Disney Dreamlight Valley. This is an Animal Crossing clone from what everybody's yeah. been saying. Have fun, it looks awesome. I saw Eva uh, from, from uh, Wally. Wally. It's a great film. Once yeah, I see overrated. Kevin from... Uh, oh, I mean... Wait, what are your thoughts on Up? Oh, I love Up. Okay, you're in. <laughs> you're in another three weeks on the trip. <laughs> Let's go, us. Oh, thank God. It's, it's to me, it's, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Wally? No, 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 Up. Oh, up. Uh, up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For Kevin alone. I love Kevin. <laughs> Disney Dreamlight Valley, PS5 and PS4. Uh, Life in Willowdale, The Farm Adventures on PS4. Tomorrow Children, Phoenix hey. Edition. Hey. Is that an easy platform? We're going to find out. Train Sim World 3 on PS5, PS4. September 7th, Kaiju. Oh, God. The Kaiju Dating Sim. Ooh. Oh, boy. You people are, you people are f- freaks. You make me sick. 
Oh, oh, okay. I, 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 I looked down a little bit, and there's a game title that is a little worrying to me. Okay. Because it's just like, oh, I mean, I, I get it. Rule 34 exists and everything, but like, yeah. Who's out there thinking, oh my god, Godzilla? I want to, I want to that monster. <laughs> really... I'm pretty sure it's kaiju dating other kaiju. But like even then you're putting yourself human dating a kaiju. But like even is that even more like like you're thinking you're a giant crab person and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna date a giant lizard. But again, the dead by daylight dating sim exists. Does it really? Yeah. That's also very concerning. (laughs) (laughs) We have a Tom Wayne Gacy's like (laughs) dating each other. I don't know. Don't like that. Don't like that. Again, I don't like a most of these dating sims, if they're not turning into weapons, please stop. PBA Pro Bowler, or Bowling, 20, sorry, 2023 on uh, PS4. September 8th, Alice Gear Aegis CS, Concerto Simulatrix on PS5 sure. and PS4. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, Arcade Archives, <laughs> nice. Championship Wrestler on PS4. Steel Rising on PS5. Did not even know that game came out. Apparently, it's all right. Tower Princess on PS4. White Day and Labyrinth named School on PS5. Am I the only one that feels like that's a bad title? White Day. White White Day? They always complain they don't have their own parade. So I guess they give them a game. <laughs> uh, September 9th. Cat Maze. Cat Maze. Maze only for cats. PS5 and PS4. NBA 2K23 on PS5 and PS4. Yeah. Ooh-wee, hoo-wee. And it's time for our favorite segment of the night before we close out, and it is the Sony Pony Express. Yeah! Oh. I'm ready for a banger of a good time. Let's relax. Uh, <laughs> good sir. First off, when I asked for questions this, this week, I was like, hey, give us like predictions because you didn't know uh-huh, the, the, uh-huh. the first story is going to come out. And everybody's just like, oh, it's bigger, this, bigger, that, sweet, num, num, this, sweet, num, num. It's like, guys, here's the joke, and you're running it straight into the ground. Relax, uh, carpool gaming team. Relax. <laughs> All right? And maybe relax on the Jar Jar memes. Okay? I bet Sean was just like, thank you, Joe. <laughs> thank you for that one. <laughs> you're welcome, and you owe me one. All right, the good sir writes in. I need to know, gents, what do you guys think of my game of the year 2021 inscription? The good sir. Let me tell you. I'm not going to spoil it because this is a game that deserves, if you're interested at all, you need to go in with it without knowing or looking up anything and just experience it as it may come. I played it all past weekend. I finished the game. Generally could not put it down. Yeah. It is incredible the depths of like awakening. Like I felt like I was Inception, and just mm-hmm. every level I was going down, my mind was being blown each time. Okay. Like th- there's a very very cool moment in Act Three where oh, there's acts. There's three acts. Wow. Okay. Um. I again, I can't spoil it, but it's it's crazy. Other people showed up in the game, okay, like like friends, and okay. it it was quite cool. And I found out after I beat it, there are hints at a another game completely 
inside inscription, an alternate reality game where Daniel Mullins has hid code for his like, that, next game. Well, no, just to unravel the mystery of what is happening inside inscription outside of what inscription is. It's wild. You look it up if you don't mind the spoilers. Uh-huh. It's crazy. It's amazing. I love it. Not going for the plat because that is going to be incredibly hard. Uh, I I stopped playing Inscription for the moment because I played this little indie called The Last of Us Part One Remake. Yeah, and I can say this now because I'm a bigger fan than Kyle of The Last of Us because I played. Oh it. yeah, sure. Because UPS didn't screw me over. It's fine. <laughs> like I screwed over AIDS and he decided to break the inter- internet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first off, the Firefly editions. What's happened over there? Mm. Uh, quick, quick aside. Awful. Sony, Awful. do better. UPS. No matter what. Like, yeah, we get it. UPS probably fudged or or FedEx. Whoever was the. Yeah, but you packed it in a envelope and then put the sticky side on the actual. It's a hundred dollars. I. Come on. There is something going on with the PlayStation Direct Store. Yeah. They need a full on revamp. Our issues of ordering this now, yeah. like they need, they need some change. They need to and figure a some month stuff out. After real talk, a month after them saying no more one-on-one support via Ask PlayStation. Yeah, on Twitter. like what? Who? Bad decision. Bad decision. Bad decision yeah. on all counts. Kyle, I'm about to get out a coffee fit. If you could take the next question, that sure. Uh, oh my god, I we had this written down before. I'm trying to find your name in the Discord because I want to say it correctly. I believe it's Zillier or Zellier. I believe so. Uh, writes in, hello, I'm curious as to how you guys feel about all the new video game adaptations coming to TV, such as The Last of Us on HBO, Fallout coming to Amazon Prime, Bioshock finally has a director, and many more slated for next year, like Tekken, Bloodlines, and Knuckles getting his own movie. Do you think it's a smart move to try and get all of these out at the same time? I feel like if most of these don't come out to the viewer's specific tastes and expectations, we could take a huge loss to that genre of television. As viewers ourselves, what should we expect while expecting? What a great question, man. Great question. What a great... I mean... I mean, I'm curious... Okay, so I feel pretty good in the Bioshock um, director, and I know it's like the talent from... uh, what is it? Um, I'll look it up real quick. Oh, my God. Hunger Games. There you go. So, fine. Oh. Th- that's a good pedigree. I don't know much of the films, but, like, they were huge. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they understand and they, and they, they understand source material, right, and how to pull what's important and what's not. So, that's great talent to get. Tekken Bloodlines, I have no interest in Tekken, so I I, I hear I actually feel, good things. I feel like, like from the trailer that fighting video game movie adaptations are hard to pull off. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter back in the day. Even the um I believe there was a Tekken movie at some point. It's mm-hmm. just not the greatest in the world. Yeah. But like Tekken School, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean Last of Us on HBO looks at 20 seconds, man. Good, Again, good. 20 seconds. Now they just need to nail 58 minutes. <laughs> yeah. of or, or like nine hours. Yeah. Or wh- however long it is. Yeah, true. So like that one I have faith in because HBO is putting it out as like their next flagship or one of their flagships. Like, so it's going to yeah. be yeah. Game of Thrones, Secession, and The Last of Us, which is great. Um, and expect a trailer very soon, I would I would assume. No inside source, please stop yelling at me. Uh, <laughs> but like I feel like this is a great move because 
I, you know, let's be honest, Hollywood is kind of creatively bankrupt and they need heavy IP that aren't just comic books to carry their industry forward as hopefully they evolve into something better. Um, yeah. They've run think, out of books, I feel like. Yeah, they've run out of books. They've run out of comics. And now I think games are next and we're going to see how they adapt these things from the original source material because games are incredibly different than mm-hmm. any source of, of 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 medium and when we're talking about movies and and how to translate it no you're never going to get a one to one um because i don't think that's creatively fulfilling for anyone and i think the expectations there as well of like this one moment in Last of Us meant that much to that per- person in Billstown in, mm-hmm. in the gameplay. And if they don't see that one alley, it, trust me, have you seen you know, Lord of the Rings, uh, Ring of Power discourse? Any little thing that someone doesn't like or dislikes or whatever, man, the Twitter thread's going to be long. So I'd rather yeah. them see, take creative steps to say, here's the story of The Last of Us. It's going to respect the source material, Halo, uh, but it's not going to be completely one-to-one. I, I might get a little flack for this. I want my video game movies. TV shows are different because you have more time. Yeah. I want them to model it after Uncharted. I oh, feel boy. like that movie did a really great job of doing its own thing, but still respecting the games. If you if you ask Twitter, it didn't. Yeah. Well, I don't care about what Twitter has to think. We both enjoyed it. Sean Capri, who's losing in our fancy game critic, thinks it yeah. sucks. Well, I'm sorry, Sean. It's a great time. It's a great popcorn flick. It's it, it's great. Why can't you make little digs out of like I can? Like he sucks or something. I don't know. It's yeah. not in my nature. That's true. You're too kind. You're too kind. Well, one day, one day I will just lose it, and then <laughs> and then everyone will be like, Kyle, please no, never again. Yeah. But I, I mean, like things like Sonic, I think nailed it, and it's sure. not for me, yeah. but like it nailed it, and it, I think. Like Knuckles getting his own movie, I think he's also getting like his own show or something. Like Whoa, that on Paramount. Idris Elba, watch yeah. out, Mamba Bad Bit. I know. <laughs> oh. oh boy, oh boy. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I have faith. I think they're getting better slowly but surely, and I think we as an audience have to get over the fact that these aren't going to be one to one copies. They're gonna mm-hmm. be different, and just expect it. Not to say that you have to like it because it's different, but like. Just expect it walking in. Yeah. Um, also, can we just get this one out in the open? I'm going to put this on a shirt. Sonic sucks, but Knuckles f- <laughs> There you go. That's all I have to say. Knuckles rocks, dude. Not- Knuckles is cool as shit. Uh-huh. Sonic, lame. Tails, yeah. they're also cool because they got the spinny tail. It goes uh-huh. on a helicopter. Uh-huh. That's cool. Sonic sucks. Muffin Mon writes in, hey guys, just finished The Last of Us remake and left behind a fantastic experience. I enjoyed it more than I thought. Awesome. That's fantastic. And the winner of The Last of Us giveaway. But my question is regarding the new DualSense Edge controller. Xbox just unveiled a lower price Elite controller at $129.99. Does this put pressure on Sony to make the Edge even more affordable? I have a feeling they're going to drop the price. Or sorry, they're going to price it at two. Hundred doll hairs. Here we go again. It's just business. They're trying to undercut everyone else. It's just I. I'd be shocked if it wasn't two hundred. If I'm uh, totally honest. Yeah, I feel like two hundred's it. 
And uh, when they're too far the- into the game to switch the price up, I feel like. Yeah, and I think um, I'm going to say something. Uh, PlayStation fans are about to clap. The Elite controller is one of the best controllers ever made. Wait for it. But if that the build quality was better, it would be the best. The build quality of the Elite controllers is notoriously dog crap. My Halo Elite controller started drifting three weeks into purchasing it. The analog sticks. Awful. This new one, this new controller, is pretty much... Um, they say more refined materials. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it's really just all the, the important stuff out of the Elite 2, like all the important doodads, and just some of the paddles. None of the analog stick things. So it's just kind of the bare bones. So it's just like, hey, listen, this is going to make it easier for us to ship to you guys. So this is what we're doing. Um, I like that you get to customize them. But again, these things are built awfully. And I really need to, I I need like an Austin Evans deep dive on those controllers to make sure that they fixed the drift issue. So as long as PlayStation's controller, which you can even take the analog sticks out, doesn't have those problems. That's a way, it's a way better built controller, like just solid wise. Awesome. I I would be gladly to pay the, the premium if it's built like dog crap, I will be really pissed. And I know, um, I think Yanni, like added us on Twitter, they're like, "Hey, does this solve the 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 analog stick problem?" It's technically, but I'm really more surprised, Kyle. I don't know about you, if that there hasn't been a class action lawsuit against PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. I think Nintendo there was one, but like of hey, of uh, the drift issue. Yeah, this drift issue is happening. We all know the reason as to why it's cheap components in this analog stick um, in certain in certain SKUs. So you haven't fixed it, and this is affecting people having to go out and purchase controllers that they wouldn't have to otherwise. Uh, I'm surprised more of that, to be honest. Yeah. That was my bad bit, rain of the night. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Kyle. Joe. Yuna writes in, and she asks, Hey guys, hope you're both doing well. Welcome to September, where it is finally Trails from Zero release month. Ooh. Ooh And other releases this month. My question this week is, what are some of your favorite fourth wall breaks in games? Yesterday, while I was playing Tales of Arise, I took a fall off something large, thankfully no damage, and one of the characters made a remark saying, you don't have to do that next time. (laughs) And I was thinking, I thought this fourth wall broken and chuckled a a little bit about it. So I throw the ball back to you guys. What fourth wall breaks are your favorite in video games? My favorite one is the Ratchet and Clank. um, The gun. The gun. And you shoot it, and there's different characters from PlayStation, we'll just say, dropped into that world. They don't do anything spectacular, but it's a nice week. They each have their own little kind of moveset. But they're gone in an instant. But they're gone in an instant. And then I I love that type of winking and not stuff. Yeah. I like that a lot. What about what about you? Uh again, not no spoilers. Inscription. But I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is pretty great too. Oh yeah? Where they don't directly like acknowledge they don't look into the camera and say, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
but the whole way you had the the ghost things, mm-hmm. right? And it's really hard to explain this without spoiling the story. But they're basically saying, "Hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge." We know. We know that this is a remake kind of thing. Gotcha. Like that. That was very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, with that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not really many extras that, like, I can think of off, off the top of my head that wouldn't also spoil or spoil something. But I would give it mm-hmm. up to Ratchet and Clank for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a good one. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Last question on the docket here. It comes from Sertona7 again. They write, hey, gents, question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah, yippee yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <clears throat> I skipped upgrading on the PS Extra because I thought PlayStation Plus games I have. Uh, sorry, the, I thought the PlayStation Plus games I already have too many games to play that I want to get to, and a new list of hundreds more seemed unnecessary. Stray, t- ch- Stray made me change. Sorry, words are hard today, man. I can't believe it. There's no degrees okay, to, to to blame it on. No, I suck. Uh, Stray no, you made don't stop me. It. All right. Stray made me change my mind, and I had decided to upgrade in September. In the meantime, three weeks ago, I bought Chickory on sale and thought I sorry. And though I'm loving the game, I felt dumb last week when I saw it announced that it would be joining the PlayStation Extra lineup, meaning I could have saved 15 bucks towards the membership instead of buying the game outright. This now makes me skittish about buying other indie games while on the current sale. Two questions. Is this a good for developers who might miss out on a full purchase of their games? And will it instead get whatever cut they've earned to with Sony as part of the deal to get the game on extra? And two, will other gamers such as me now wait to buy indie games and not feel like they wasted their money on something that was going to be free eventually? Good question. Interesting. It's a good question. Um, I feel like... I feel like the, not a whole lot of people are going to wait on indie games. I feel like if you're excited for an indie game, you're going to buy it right away. Yeah. Uh, or wait until you hear about it. Um, I feel like most of the indie games that are added to that service, other than Stray, mm-hmm. are games that have been out for a little bit now. Right. So I, I feel like they've probably made the most amount of sales they probably already or they expected mm-hmm. and, and the returns are dwindling at somewhat. So then, yeah, they're more open to being added to a service because they're getting paid like a big lump sum. And yeah. then your, your game is being able or being available to be played by so many more people. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't feel nearly as bad. Cause like I bought trickery too at full price. Yeah. And like, there's been multiple times, uh, on the PlayStation plus sale. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I already bought this game. Like Yakuza, like a dragon, actually great example. Premium bought that at 60 bucks. I was like, Ooh, I could have saved. But like, to me, I'm just like, eh, water in the bridge. Like if it's like Yakuza, I feel a little shitty on. Cause I was like, that's a lot. Of, and I didn't really like that game much. I'm sorry guys. Sorry. Yakuza fans. I tried giving an effort. Um, but like I didn't like that game much, so like I regretted the purchase, and then I'm like, oh, I could have just waited. Or Chicory, I knew I was going to like. I played it, I enjoyed it, and now more people just get to experience it. You're right. I think yeah. like if Cult of the Lamb comes out in a year from now, and I I, I bought it, right? But I'm like, I don't regret it because no, Cult of yeah. the Lamb is 
probably one of my games of the year so far. So yep. to me, it, it really all depends. I, I wouldn't feel as salty. I don't think it's going to deter many folks away from indies because, yeah, I think like people are excited for Tunic. They're going to go out there and buy Tunic. That makes any sense. Yeah, it, it would be extra messed up if you buy Tunic at the end of September and then in October it's on the extra tier. Yeah, that is that is where I'm like, okay, you have a legitimate gripe there of being upset about it. Absolutely, absolutely. So that said, before we close out the show, I have one last thing I do want to address real fast. Um, they go, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't say that's name out loud. Chris writes in, "Hi Joe and Kyle, I continue to love the show and listen and or watch the show every week. Keep up the great work t- talking all things PlayStation. Hope all is well and you guys feel better soon from what ails you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm feeling Thanks, a little bud. better. I'm feeling a little better. That said, Joe, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, you know you said that you're tired of hearing all the hate for certain games. Well, I've taken note, and for some reason, you've been hating on Red Dead Redemption 2 on like every show for the past few weeks. Can you explain <laughs> why you continue to bash the show on every show? I really loved Red Dead 1 and 2, and I'd love to see Red Dead 2 come to playstation vr2 keep up the great work chris i saw this this is a youtube comment right this is a youtube comment i saw that as well i laughed very hard you caught me being a little bit of a hypocrite you know (laughs) yeah i'm just i'm just tired how about this change it so that i don't feel totally bad um and then everybody clapped and applauded and they forgot the the last joke i made and everybody's like okay he's we're back in basis um i'm tired of certain discord like you know when you click on a link to like the last Jedi, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like, again, like again, Lord of the Rings, ring of power. Elon Musk is upset about it. Some reason I got to hear about it. You know, like I don't care. Um, I, I really don't care. And same with the last of us. It's like, it's the same complaints. I hope when I, when I like rail on uh red dead Two that there's actual thoughtful critique because I can, omit that like the game is beautiful it's one of the best like open worlds and even just the best environmental some of the best environmental storytelling especially in like the 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 serial killer one if you know you know ufos and all that type of stuff there's awesome easter eggs you get to burn uh you know kkk members alive it's dope um and then fight an alligator five minutes like it's great but i have like legitimate gripes and i hope i bring them up and it's not like beating you over the head but if they are i apologize for it. and you called me out and honestly glad you did because yeah it's, it's a bit hypocritical and again if you like it you like it don't let me yeah. critique it you know get to you because i'm a big dumb dumb idiot and i couldn't make a game to save my life okay kyle that being said, listen, that last joke from 40 minutes ago. <laughs> now, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here, sir? Yeah, just uh, really quickly while we're on the subject of the PS Plus games, yeah. uh, I played a, few, a couple just really quick. Oh, okay. Uh, played, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, just like uh, because like I, I wanted to dig in and play sure. a little bit more because I was bored and find something. Yeah. Played a bit, a little bit of Matterfall because you spoke about it. That game right. is awesome. Very yeah. hard to control, though. I yeah. don't know if I like love the controls. But I, I, I specifically want to shout out uh, an indie game called Minute. I know I am so, so, so late on this game. <laughs> it's been out for a few years. Oh, okay. It is like, from what I understand, a Zelda-like game. It has been a minute. <laughs> and that's the thing, Joe. That's the whole basis of the game, mm-hmm. where you wake up in your house, you find the sword, all of a sudden, every 60 seconds, you die and respawn at home. 
And oh, so you God. need to f- do everything you can in a minute and take find new houses to spawn in so you can get to further places and just figure out how to get rid of the sword and go back to your regular life where you're not dying every 60 seconds. Yeah. And it's such a really great idea. Uh, and I just had a really great fun with it, time with it. Like I beat it like in an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. With, with a with a guide, um, just because I, I didn't want to think too heavily. Sure. But it's a good time, and it's on the PS Plus uh, extra premium tier. I forget which one. So okay. check it out. Uh, you, you explaining dying every sixty seconds gives me anxiety. It's a lot. <laughs> I, I won't lie. But uh, other than that, I like to shout out myself. Shout out myself. Oh God, no, I'm not like that uh showcase myself uh mr ksf on twitter and psn and all the all that jazz uh go follow 61indie.com that's s-i-x-o-n-e-i-n-d-i-e uh for all the latest indie game reviews and previews and all that stuff and indiecast 61 indiecast on podcast services wherever you listen to I just saw a shirt on Twitter that says defund Paw Patrol, and that gave me a good laugh. You can find me over at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And as I break, Kyle, just to let you guys know uh, yet again, we're going to be reacting live to the Ubisoft and Marvel showcases. Uh, so check us out there over at twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room. Again, make sure you go over there and support us over at patreon.com slash P.S. Trophy Room. And before we say our farewells and all that jazz, I do. Sincerely, no jokes aside, uh, Luke, I'm glad you're better. You know? Yeah. We love you, Luke. Yeah. You're, you're great. And I would have I would have been a little torn up, you know? Because real talk, can I can I get real with you? Of course. He did scare me the other night. Because you're like, hey, Luke, how are you doing? And he did respond. I was like, oh, guys, we shouldn't have made so many jokes. Because now I'm getting, oh, I'm getting concerned. I'm getting a little concerned. Because, so I'm glad you're feeling all right, brother. And uh, with all that said, and with all that out of the way, look at how I'm vindicated and here at the end. Keep it with the you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. Love you guys. Love you. Bye-bye.